everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. And how are things going with Bren? It's moving day. Well, not moving oh, day. Oh, Moving week. I'm moving. Yeah. So. We've been talking about it on previous episodes, how this has been leading up to this moment. Are you excited? No, but... <laughs> It, yeah, you gotta do it. No more complaints than just moving in general. Like, ah, I had a good grocery store. Now I gotta find a new one and all this other stuff. So, yeah, just that stuff of like, ah, oh, all my regular places I usually go to are now gone. Or, I mean, the bitch of it is the real bitch of it is in LA. I'm moving like eight miles, pretty much like diagonally, like up the street. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could hit a main road going what west, and then a main road going north, and that's it. Just for like eight miles, and it's my new place. During rush hour, that could take me anywhere from forty-five to an hour and twenty minutes. Good God! Yeah, so like just that distance could wild, like wildly vary. Or I take the highway, and you know it takes thirty minutes. But still, like Christ, that's insane. It's funny you say that though. I was my next question was going to be: Are you at least closer to work? By chance? no, that's not possible. I'm oh, in LA. <laughs> that makes sense. It's the depravity of the situation is like, oh God, it's my work is close to LAX. So if I want to live by my work, I have to get quadruple my salary to right. afford a place there. Yes. Uh, so no, not even possible. So if I, I, technically I'm further away from it, but fair enough. Here's hoping I never have to physically go back into the office ever again. Fingers yeah. crossed. I'm rooting for you in that department, too. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I don't live anywhere interesting. Uh, this is a video <laughs> game podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not interesting out here. It's hellish. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But, well, at least it's not on fire at this time of year, right? Well, no. Well. Oh, jeez. I don't know what's going on out there. There's, you could. It's a safe bet that there's always some sort of wildfire going on somewhere in L.A. It's just, Yikes. I'm in the center of the city, so like. I always tell my parents, I'm like, are you, they're like, are you in danger by the wildfires? I'm like, if the wildfires get to me, that's because half of LA has burnt to the ground. And I feel like you would have heard about that. Like, I'm in the concrete jungle part of it. I'm in the center. Right. I'm not by nature anywhere. My dopamine is through the basement. I haven't seen nature <laughs> in five years. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, but, man. Yeah. Go run through a field. I also can't go outside. I'm so ungodly pale. Anyway, we're not here to be. I chose to live here. This is my own fault. Don't feel sorry for me. There we go. Uh, but that's <laughs> the thing. It's funny uh, how this podcast has evolved, but somehow we're still talking about video games. Um, I guess somehow. we can uh, go back and forth. I usually say round table, but you know, it's just a very small table. <laughs> uh, but back and forth on what we've it's been not, playing. It's not a shape anymore. It's just a line. It's just two points between each other. Exactly. Yeah, two dimensional. Um, I guess I can start because I, again, will come to this week with nothing. Uh, yeah. I did get some more crowns in Fall Guys. I feel good about it. Right now, currently, is the jump around mode, which is something I've been crying for for many previous weeks. It's the mode where it's three uh, jump clubs, and then it wraps up with a jump showdown as the final. And it's a really good way to just get your practice on jumping, grabbing, and timing out that map. So, for instance, uh, there's only a few maps that are finals that I feel that that are timeoutable. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that the threshold is for all of them is five minutes. So, Jump Showdown is extraordinarily hard to time out, in my opinion. Uh, But given this new mode, people are practicing it. And I've been watching some... Absolutely incredible streamers. I may have shouted them out on the podcast previously, and if I haven't, I will right now. Anthemum89, uh, check this guy out. One of the best Fall Guy streamers I know. He's, uh, got like the Golden Wolf, and I think he actually just got his Gold Knight, uh, lower, uh, costume. Regardless, he had like a very big raid recently and had just a boatload of people in his chat, and we were all sniping. And the idea was, uh, everyone wear yellow. And if you have like golden outfits, wear them too. So gold or yellow. And it was awesome. Like they would, he would literally fill an entire lobby with all gold people and, and yellow people. And then they would be trying to time out this jump showdown at the very end. And I think currently the world record for how many beans have won at the same time is 14. And I was seeing in his channel, like, they were getting, like, tens and stuff. Ten, nine, eight, seven, all the time. Like, it was crazy how watching these beans just, like, line up on the edge of these platforms, 
just systematically jumping over the the bar as it rotates. It was extraordinarily impressive. And I actually was participating in one of them. And that's one thing I've said on my stream numerous times is I've yet to time out a map in Fall Guys and I really want to. Uh, specifically Jump Showdown, it seems the most achievable. Watching all these people do it like over and over again makes me think like I should be able to do this. But there's been too many instances where I get to like four minutes and 50 seconds and then I'll like just have like a little blip or like a, a lag spike or I'll just fuck up something with my, my timing and I just go flying. Because at that point in the final, I want to say two minutes, I don't think the bar can get any faster at that point and it's just like at a very steady pace and it's very just insane to keep up with regardless i was on anthem stream and i got the closest i ever could get to a timeout again i swear i was five seconds away from pulling it off and i fuck up i was like god damn it and we're trying to all like not fuck up because we were trying to like uh get some records and stuff but all in all it was a lot of fun seeing like us fill different lobbies that was another thing about it uh people trying to snipe in like there were so many of us that there would be what the streamers call step lobbies. So it's like where anybody that doesn't make it in the main one, there's like another lobby of like, oh, there's like fucking 12 yellow beans in here too. Yeah. And we would like type in chat to like uh, update people and like, oh, in the step lobby, uh, seven yellow beans just won on a timeout. So like <laughs> people were going crazy winning on this new mode and it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, had some fun doing some snipes. And yeah, just actually got off a stream uh, right before this podcast and uh got some crowns that way as well but not with a timeout yet i've been so close so many times i hope to do it one day i think the only other final that is capable of being timed out is um roll off and gosh that one gets really dicey in the final seconds i've never seen anyone time it out but i know it's possible oh interesting but yeah so playing fall guys you know me the standard we've come to accept this yes you were saying the arm sweeping one, it doesn't, it stops at a certain speed. Like it I think get- so. I don't think it just continually gets faster. I think there's like a threshold where at this point, if you just like focus down and like you don't have to worry about it getting any faster. But no, the whole like beginning sort of, of that up. up to that point, it's slowly building up. And that's, I think, what makes it very challenging for sure. And then sometimes they add a variable of a fan and like what fans like to call a jump blow down because the fan can actually literally blow you down but uh it rotates on the outer edge so like that gets really dicey when there's like uh, only one platform and it's a blowdown like good god interesting i feel like yeah. they should still speed it up like maybe it'll get the top speed when it's down to like the last five or something or yeah after a certain amount of time but then if it's like the same four guys that are still around after like three minutes like all right now we can start cranking it up a little faster because like at that point, it's just relying on one of you guys to mess up or sabotage another player. Yes, and that happens quite frequently. A lot of people like to get grabby. That was yeah. honestly when I first started playing this game. That was my strategy because I'm like, I'm not good enough for a timeout. I'm just going to grab everyone. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you end up screwing yourself over. Yeah, but like if you all keep your distance or like it's down to two guys on separate platforms where you can't sabotage each other, you're just relying on someone to eventually mess up, which depending on how good they are, it could take a good while so like yeah i feel like after if it's at its top speed for like over three minutes then it just start cranking up being like higher still and be like you really gotta be just like hopping continuously to like get over like a jump rope almost uh, at a certain point because like yeah you don't want to be in the last like showdown of a thing and it's taking like eight ten minutes because the two guys are both equally matched and not falling yeah Well, and that's one thing I did mention how I got off the stream. I want to shout out another streamer. He was hanging out in my chat, and he went a little crazy tonight. Uh, His name's Calgore. Love the guy. Give him a follow if you can. Uh, Plays a lot of old-school RuneScape, if that's your thing. But I want to, like, in my stream, I've been adding all sorts of, like, new, like, sound alerts and stuff. And I particularly put this one at, like, what I think to myself is an unreachable goal. It was for a 1,000 bits you could play Donald Duck singing Simple and Clean for five (laughs) minutes. And he did it twice. <laughs> I was like, why are you spending like 2,000 bits? Yeah, like, good God. It was absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, and then we had to literally sit through it for that was 10 minutes of my stream. <laughs> yeah. Never underestimate how far someone will go to put a streamer in pain because it's unbelievable. That's painful to listen to. Yep. Uh, and God, God hoping that doesn't get DMC because I know. Lord it's, knows it's, who. 
copyright's so fucked up, it doesn't have to be the actual original uploader. Someone can just claim they own the video and then claim a DMCA against someone. Right, so. I think it's still even, like, uh, muddy waters where if, like, you cover a song, it's like, it's risky. <laughs> it's like, Technically, what? you can't, like, you can cover a song, but you can't, like, it's basically, like, you can cover a song if it's just for you and literally no one else. Yeah. But if you upload it anywhere, then the rights holders technically have the rights to take it down. Like, Mark's been hit with that a few times. He did a few covers years ago, like, back in high school. And then, like, seven years later, it's like, oh, you got a takedown notice. It's like, what? 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 Yeah, that sucks. I got a. I uploaded a, a highlight from Overwatch. I got like play of the game one time, and back yeah. then you were able to like download the video of it, and then if you wanted to share it with other people, you like if you wanted to save it, you had to upload it to YouTube to like share mm-hmm. it. So I did that to show other people because it was, it was me getting a play of the game, but it was another player doing literally everything and killing everyone. <laughs> but I did damage to all of them like a microsecond before it, so it counted oh as God. me doing it. So I just called it like fucking yoinked. Like, you know, you stole it, like yoinked. Yep. And I but I put the word fucking in there. And like last year, I uploaded this like four or five years ago, like when Overwatch was at his peak, uh, when I was playing. And like last year I got a notice from YouTube of like, ah, oh, we privatized this video because it has a cuss word in the title. I was like, What? There's like three views on here, and I know everyone yeah. who view what? It's privated, like it's unlisted. It, what are you doing? And it, they're they, doing that as some kind of mass update for some yeah, reason. It's this automated thing that they're rolling out. And it's the same with Twitch, where when it's automated, there's no logic to it. So if they're exactly. like, we've, someone claimed this Donald Duck cover off Simple and Clean, that means it's a claimed video, which means we have to flag it on your stream. Like, that's that's all it is. There's no logic to it. So Yeah, I'm playing it like a lot of streamers playing it. Uh, I don't really give too much of a fuck. Like, yeah. I, that's the thing. Uh, a couple of my sound alerts are even, like, K-pop oriented. So, like, I'll have to listen Ooh, back to my VODs and see if rough. any of it... I know, and that's the thing. They're super popular and, like, easy to identify as a bot. Yeah. But um, I'm just curious to see if any of those get muted. But, uh, God, I just love me some K-pop, and it really adds uh, a flair to the channel. So, that's the thing. Uh, I think the other sound alert I have that I purposely had at 500 bits but now lowered it so my one friend could actually use it but it's also <laughs> uh, it's frustrating uh it's the from the movie grandma's boy when he's like caught yeah. masturbating it's so brutal and i remember we had our alerts doubled one night and it was just like nightmarish hearing this woman screaming and him just like at orgasming but regardless uh if you want to <laughs> hear that head over to twitch.tv that's what you're missing sounds. from the streams if you're not exactly watching but what was extra funny is uh one of the people in the chat well dang it was like oh yeah you interviewed this guy I was like i guess i did I was like, yeah. yeah that's a good point he gave us wildly too much time we were astonished by how much he was willing to talk because we're he like he was an, an amazing guest i, I love think, that guy he, think, he wanted to come back yeah i think we ran out of time I'm like oh we didn't plan on doing an hour and a half podcast <laughs> like we have stuff to do sorry right oh uh, my god but yeah he was great he was wonderful absolutely definitely very proud of that one so yeah yeah. uh but enough about the stream how about you bren what have you been playing uh pretty much the same i haven't because i'm moving i haven't had a ton of time to actually sit down and play games um so it's the quick zoning out meditative binding of isaac uh playthrough every now and then just doing a run here and there uh like i said i wouldn't i ended up getting most of the alternative characters uh now that i now that i know how to do it consistently we knew you would. Yeah. Once you look it up and figure out how, um, your, for anyone who doesn't know to get these alt characters, you go through, you do a regular run. And then when you fight mom, you have to, t- you have to get the either photograph or negative and teleport out. Uh, a benefit is, uh, an item, which is a, the tarot card, the fool, uh, which teleports you back to the beginning of the, uh, floor you're on, which is where you need to go. Yeah. Is so is guaranteed to be somewhere on that floor. So even if you don't have it throughout the whole run, it's somewhere on that floor for you to find. The problem okay. is it could be it's usually in a secret area or in like a skull. So like in the old Legends of Zelda games, some skulls or rocks have bonus items in it if you can figure out which one it is. They're either mm-hmm. either dis- discolored or have an X on them. So there is a way to figure it out. You just got to pay attention. Okay. Um, so they're usually in those, but sometimes they're in secret rooms or certain certain like the store you have to go in and buy it and stuff. Uh, so if you don't have any keys or if you don't have any bombs to get those secret rooms or blow up the skulls, then you can't get it, which sucks. Right. Uh, but it is good because they did they did put in a feed like a way for you to almost guarantee to get 
a way out of that room if you never if RNG wasn't on your side and you never found the right items to do it along the run. Uh, and then uh, to get the secret character, you teleport out of that room and you start ascending back up through the previous floors you went through. And uh, when you get to the top floor, you have to have uh, a red key or a red key fragment to unlock a secret room at the very top. The way to get this is you have to drop a trinket in a previous boss room as you were going down. Interesting. And I figured out the way you drop trinkets is by holding on a, on a PC, on the control, or keyboard. You hold the control key down, and that drops everything Isaac's holding. I forgot about that because they literally never teach you it in the game. Because um, you never really have a reason to. If you want to tr- swap something out, you just swap it out with another item. But if you don't have another item to swap out, you kind of can't get rid of it. Right. Um, so I forgot that that was an option. So... Now the only trouble po- troublesome part is finding a trinket to then drop in a boss room on the way down, and then as you're going back up, that trinket you dropped will turn into a red key fragment, which you can use to unlock the secret room. So once you figure out how to do it, you can do it pretty consistently. You just have to be that makes sense good enough to beat all the rooms. Like um, currently, the one character I'm still trying to beat it with is uh, Azriel, who is a demon character. And the cool thing with them is they can fly around and shoot a laser out of their mouth automatically. So it's that character's already leaps and bounds better than everyone else because you can fly over spikes and uh, holes in the ground and all this other stuff. And the lasers yeah. are very powerful. The downside is the, la- the laser is pretty short-ranged. Normally that laser goes across the whole room, but with this character it's only like two tiles in front of you. Yeah, I gotta balance it. Yeah, so that's the way they balance it, but when you're ascending back up and you fight the four horsemen and the beast at the end they're all giant bosses that fly around at you and stuff so being in close range is very dangerous right so that's the payoff of like this character's pretty strong like arguably like op and like the strongest at the beginning but because you have to get close range with everything it bounces out so it's harder instead of being you know there's some items where you can control with the mouse and you can just hide in the corner and not have to aim and just mouse over to the boss with that item and it'll damage them repeatedly. So you can cheese stuff like that with long range, but when you're up close in melee, it's pretty rough. Makes so, sense. Yeah, so now that, like, like a lot of stuff in Isaac, once you actually just look up how to do this shit, it's pretty easy, especially if you've been playing, you know, 300 plus hours. Like, <laughs> you, should, you should be able to consistently get through these rooms and not, you know, hey, sometimes you just get a shit run. Like, there's plenty of times where you go into a floor and it's uh, they hide what the items all are, the like power-ups and bonuses you can collect are just the question marks. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm getting. And you grab it, and it's like the worst item in the game. It's like soy milk or something. It's like, well, time to start this run over, because this is just, it's <laughs> fucked. Like, there's no redeeming this. So that's still entirely possible, but yeah. It's definitely, once you get enough hours in it, I think I'm approaching 800 or so between both games. So it might be Overwatch for my most played game. Damn, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I could have spent bo- that both of those times in literally anything else and be proficient at a skill. Reading or books and something. Yeah, like, you know, learning languages. I think I'm developing dyslexia, so reading probably would have been a good one to do yeah. instead. So, like, literally anything. You know, there's the old saying of, like, ah, d- d- you put 10,000 hours into something. Like, I'd be pretty close if I just took all, not even all my video game time. Just Binding of Isaac and Overwatch alone. That's yeah. a lot of time. If only people were, like, paying to be, like, play Binding of Isaac or, or just, like, beat this level for us. I mean, it's like, I'll be a Binding of Isaac player for hire. I mean, there's there's streamers and YouTubers. Uh, Northern Lion is a YouTuber that became a streamer, like everyone else's. On YouTube, and then they're like, hey, they took away our money and went to Twitch. Uh, so he's a streamer now, and he's pretty prolific in Binding Isaac. Like, he's done everything in Binding Isaac. He's got way more time than I ever could. So, like, there's certainly people that make money off of it, but <laughs> it won't be me. Yeah, uh, no, for some reason, I thought you were going with that. It was, like, someone will pay you to actually play the game, and then they pretend to be the streamer. It's like, yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I'll be the... There we go. The we'll do that streamer. with you and me because it's like I'll be like, look how good I am at Binding of Isaac. Everyone, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll be your Binding of Isaac beard. Yeah, take the for <laughs> Jesus. Um, besides that, though, uh, pretty much just knock out city every now and then with some buddies. Uh, oh, nice. Since we got a group, it's pretty consistently like, hey, who, you know, teams of threes. Or uh, recently, they introduced a four v four mode, so that was fun. 
Uh, so yeah, I'll just hop on and be, people be like, hey, who wants to play? And we'll hop in a match. <laughs> the problem is the one player, the one friend uh, I have, it's like me and my other friend are pretty close, like rank wise. Like I think, I think we're both in gold rank now. So I was like, oh yeah, we can play together in ranked match. Our other friend is in Ruby, which is, I think is one below platinum, which is the highest. So it's Damn. like, she's way better. <laughs> so we're like, we're like, we can play the fun modes, but we don't want to drag you down rank wise. Cause like, She's way better than us. Right. Uh, so uh, it is fun playing, but like, yes, some people are just really good. Um, after playing for a bit, I've realized, uh, kind of going back on what I said last week, there are a good amount of custom or of uh, cosmetic features and like different stuff you can wear and stuff. Um, but it seems like the stuff in the store is kind of recycling the same, maybe 20 items over and over again. But I'm like, okay. as I'm playing against people, I'm noticing a lot of stuff like, oh, I never saw that before. I never saw that before. Oh, that's new. Or like, I've never seen that in the store. So I think there might be some stuff that's like, you can only unlock through leveling. And I think the stuff in the store is just like, here's the 30 items we're just going to reshuffle in the store every week. Okay. Uh, but right now they got like a limited event going on, like Heatwave and all summer uh, uh, style uh, items and stuff. So uh, while you're playing a regular game, you run around and collect uh, popsicles and uh, do little summer, like, specific uh, achievements or challenges, and you'll get tickets we can cash in for the summer-themed uh, equipment and stuff. So, that's fun. You can usually get them pretty quick. Like, with the challenges, it's like you get, like, 60 tickets. Pretty much everything in the store is, like, 40 tickets worth. So, okay. you, can, you can pretty much buy everything pretty quickly. It's not too hard. Yeah. Um, and one cool thing is, instead of just summer-themed stuff, there's also just... Um, like the in-game currency and power-ups, so you can get like uh, fifty hollow bucks, which is the in-game currency, where you can get five power-up drinks that give you bonus to your experience while you're playing it for an hour or something. Mm-hmm. So even if you even if you get those tickets and you don't want the cosmetic stuff, there's like bonuses or extra experience or in-game currency you can also buy with those tickets. Yeah, that's, so that's nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly playing that a lot because it's still fun. There's a good amount of skill. Like, there's some skill involved, certainly. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the game is just right place and right time. And um, I am noticing it's kind of tough to play on PC with the crossplay. It's kind of tough to play with people on other consoles, especially on Switches, because of the lag. I was just going to say the lag spikes. Uh... Yeah, it's kind of messy because, like, oh, that guy's charging at me. And the next thing I know, he's already behind me and threw the ball. I was like, what? Like, because he lagged out. But on his yep. end, it probably looks fine. Yeah, so. and that's the thing with Fall Guys. Like, we have a little bit of a taste with a cross platform, and people are already complaining about lag stuff. Like, and it's only going to get even more cross platform with, like, having, uh, I don't know, PC players in the same uh, party as, uh, playstation players and then we're also introducing xbox and nintendo players so relatively soon so i really hope epic knows what they're doing with their servers and everything apparently they do with rocket league and other things so i I think it also depends on the game rocket league's a pretty like design wise it's pretty simple and i don't think it's like very demanding yeah there's not 60 cars in a match (laughs) it's it's what three or six cars at most or you know some of the bigger modes like maybe Eight? eight max yeah. yeah yeah and then it's just like one ball or maybe two balls that do something weird like a specialty ball but that's kind of it there's no real other moving parts besides the balls and the cars totally uh, versus yeah fall guys which is a bunch of characters running around or knockout city which is just a lot of balls and a lot of characters moving around really fast yep. and doing weird stuff so <laughs> yeah it can be pretty demanding i saw uh something uh, an article somewhere uh saying overwatch is getting cross play soon i was like that's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, nightmarish. Like, I can't imagine a shooter being cross-play. The reason they're doing that is probably just to expand their player base, or at least, not even expand it, because they exist already. It's just, games just die over time, and they're probably just trying to keep it alive, thinking that uh, the lobbies will fill up faster if you could come from any console. I mean, they're not wrong when you got a bit, like, you know, when you have five pools of people all playing the same game and they're having trouble filling a lobby, yeah, you just smash them all together and it's like, hey. Exactly. So you're not wrong there, but I think it's going to be a thing that's going to cause more problems than it will solutions or what they're desiring in that. So that makes sense to me, yeah. Maybe they just wanted to rub it in AJ's face and be like, haha, you bought three <laughs> copies of this game for every console, you didn't need to. So, exactly. But I don't even know if he still plays, I don't, so. 
That's it, true. Yeah, it's one of those games where like there's certainly still a big audience for it. It's an esport. Like Blizzard's pumping in a lot of money into it to keep it alive. So I don't think it's on like death's door. But I think with all the changes they've made since it came out and the changes they're continuing to make that are not in the fans' best interest, um, I it's definitely less than what it was. You know, it's like it it wouldn't be. F- too outrageous to say Overwatch might be at half of what it was at its peak, audience-wise. Right. Okay. But at its peak, it was so monumental that half is still a huge number. Insane, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are seeing a dip. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like TV shows. Like, I love you. Lucy used to get 7 million viewers a night. It's like, yeah, back when there was three channels. And now people are upset when a you know major network show doesn't get, like, 2 million viewers, like, on a Friday night. It's like... Yeah, times have changed. Like, you can't expect to retain that audience forever. So, right. I'm sure there's plenty of people in the games industry you know, at Blizzard or at these other companies who are aware of that. And I'm sure there's a collective group of executives high ranking up who don't understand that and are the ones who get to call all the shots. So, corporate America. It's yeah. great. Speaking of Blizzard, I think, I think they just approved the CEO of Blizzard to get like. 175,000 bonus or bullshit or something yeah, that was after ridiculous. laying off after yeah. having the was it 2020 or 2019 was the best fiscal year blizzards ever had and they laid off like hundreds of employees and then they're doing this shit so yeah. it's yeah blizzards disgusting fucking awful yeah um, that really is a bummer to hear i did see that one in the news i'm glad you could uh, call them out on that bullshit cuz bl- the worst thing is blizzard is has a bunch of fanboys, well, a bunch of very loyal, dedicated fans because of the days of yore, because of Warcraft 3, which I fucking loved back when Battle.net was just tower defense modes with reskinned and recolored characters and stuff. I loved those tower defense games on Warcraft 3. Those were amazing. It destroyed my computer with viruses. I guarantee <laughs> that. But, like, those are great. And people love World of Warcraft. Some people love uh, Overwatch. Some uh, Heroes of the Storm and... Other well, Diablo and they got other games. Oh hell yeah! Sure, Blizzard's not what they once were anymore. And like anyone who still goes to bat for them, saying like Blizzard's one of the biggest, like they're one of the most respected companies. No, they are not respected at all anymore. Like they are undeniably one of the biggest game companies, but they are a shadow of a ghost of what they once were back in their prime, and it's right very noticeable. Yeah, no, people will defend shit until they're blue in the face just because they like a franchise. It's like, cal- calm down. <laughs> See what they actually have done and then maybe uh, reevaluate your stance on it. I'm not sure if you're one to talk, Mr. Kingdom Hearts. God damn it, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, speaking of which, okay. I almost fired up Kingdom Hearts 3 on the stream, and then I literally went back to Fall Guys like moments before I hit <laughs> go live, and I'm like, eh, we'll get there. Uh, but no. <laughs> At least with Kingdom Hearts and Square Enix, it's just preference. Like, I just, I think they're just not great. They're not, like, morally corrupt. As far True. as I know, they might be, but, like, as far as I'm aware, but. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. and that's one thing I did want to mention maybe before we move on to our show topics is that the day we're recording this is a big day. Two games dropped. Uh, uh, we have Scarlet Nexus, uh, uh, that, right. like, JRPG that looks pretty code interesting. Code vein, but not code vein. Wink, exactly. Wink. And I was going to say, when I get the code vein vibes from it, it makes me think, oh, this is going to be like a Souls-like, right? No, it's actually not. It's just more just JRPG. I want to uh, get around to watching some gameplay. I know our friends Comet House Party are streaming yeah, it right yeah. now. So once we wrap up the stream, I might catch some of that. But yeah, game looks really cool. Just came out today. But instead, I would more likely, if I'm trying to drop 60 on a brand new game, get Mario Golf Super Rush. I want to get this game so bad. It's probably, I was saying to this to Melting Pat uh, during my stream, as much as I play Fall Guys, I can see myself becoming the Mario Golf Super Rush streamer as well. Like, it would be a 50-50 balance of you're either seeing (laughs) Fall Guys or you're seeing Mario Golf on this channel. Because this game looks fucking phenomenal and it was, like, made for me. So, I I do need to get my hands on this. It feels like a day one purchase. I need my wife's approval, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) Well, maybe you didn't go and buy all those goddamn Harry Potter games. I know, exactly, right? <laughs> God damn it. You could buy what have I done? how many games day one at $60 price for just one booster pack that you'll never open in four oh, years. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people streaming. Uh, I guess it came out today. So, yeah, a lot of people are streaming the Mario Golf game. Um, 
it seems fun for some modes. It seems like other modes might be less fun. So there's sure there's like the battle golf and there's like speed golf and stuff. And it's it's like Mario Party where it's like oh let's do a standard game of Mario Party or like ah oh, let's do a standard like eighteen holes of Mario Golf. It's like yeah yeah sure. And then you're like forty five minutes into it and you're only on like the sixth hole. And you're just like <laughs> oh god we're like a third of the way through. It's like yeah this is gonna be a lot. Yeah sink in. Yeah, so, that's why you either need alcohol or you could do the speed version. The speed <laughs> I'm glad they yeah. gave us that. I saw some streamers being like, all right, and they just like canceled. They're like, we're doing it again, and we're only doing nine. Like, we're doing half, you know, half the course. Because, like, ooh, it takes a while when you have to wait for every single person to, you know, golf on their own, make it to the hole, and then do that 18 times. Dude, it's so, so funny, though, because I feel like people sign up for this and are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're reminded, great. it's golf. Golf's kind of boring. <laughs> Golf's slow as shit. <laughs> That's the thing that attracts me to it. I like golf, even with all its boring nature. The soft claps. Give me more golf games. This is like the peak golf game, though. We got Mario and company. It's going to be great. I mean, yeah, there's something wild where you're just playing, like, rotating between four different golf games. I was playing quite a bit of everybody's golf. golf. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, it's definitely enjoyable to a point, and I think that's it for me. It's like, I'll I'll have fun with it, but it'll be... I'll have fun playing it on someone else's console. I'm not going to drop 60 bucks on this. That makes sense. I um, like the calming nature of golf, I guess. That's what really attracts me to it. Yeah. I don't have depth perception. I've never given a shit about golf. That's, that's <laughs> literally enough. the only skill you need in golf, and I do not have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just watching people play it, they have changed it up a bit. Um, the spin your ball has when you uh, uh, put it. No, I just hit it, I guess. Uh, depends on the elevation of the ground you're hitting it off, and that shows in the power meter now. So, like, nice. the bar on the right when it's going up and down. Um, yeah. You can do, like, there's a lot of different things you can do. You can put, like, backspin on it. You can put super backspin on it. You can put topspin on it. You can curve it one way or the other. Uh, the further you hit it, the, like, further you hit it, the more on the power gauge you hit it, the more it has a chance to deflect and just go off, like, on random directions, because it's like, more powerful, and it's kind of unwieldy. Uh, so it's an interesting way they're doing that. Like, it's no denying, they definitely put a lot of time and attention in the mechanics of this game. Yeah. Um, the battle portion, the battle golf I've seen people playing, it seems like everyone's like, this is going to be great. And then they get into it, it's like, this is so chaotic and just a clusterfuck. You're either loving it or you hate it within the first hole. And there's like yeah. no in between. Everyone's I can like, imagine that. And the people that love it, probably really get into it as far as the competitive really nature because yeah it's it, it's it seems just very chaotic and if you can like really master your special moves to like speed across the map and stuff you probably yeah there's definitely I, fun to be had there but it's for a specific type of gamer <laughs> I, I think it's more at least the battle golf is more fun oriented players than competitive because i feel like the competitive ones are like this is bullshit i got hit by this i got hit by that and they get frustrated yeah. and, and then they hate it whereas the people who are having fun of like this is like this is an absolute mess. Exactly. And I love it. It's fun. Yes. It's great. And like, if you're on board for that, go like, it's like Mario party going, go into it, expecting you're going to be screwed over at the last second. And someone's going to get five stars for some bullshit reason. Yeah. Go, go into it being like, let's just have fun. Then you'll, you'll be fine. Once again, though, I think 18 holes would drive people insane. I think like nine is probably a, a safe number for people playing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people are having fun with it. One thing I noticed, uh, at least the stream I was watching earlier today, is uh, when you're golfing, you can do different like modes where you can scope out where the ball's going to fall from bird's eye view. You can get like a weird like scope, like you know, SWAT analyzer, team, SWAT yeah. team sort of scope where you're like detecting the field and elevation of where you're looking and all this stuff. I but saw only, that. Yeah, only you see that as the player who's up to golf. All the other people that are playing in your team that are just or on your game that are just waiting for you to play, they don't see that. They just see the character standing still. Um, so it's kind of confusing when people are like, "Oh, what's this over here? What's this over here?" It's like we can't see what you're looking at. Um, oh, sure. But I did notice that when the player is golfing, your character is kind of transparent, so you can see the full view in front of you. But for everyone else, the character's solid, so they can't see past it, which is normally mm-hmm. fine for like. Mario and Peach and Yoshi. But when you get characters like Charging Chuck and King Baba and Bowser, they are gigantic and take up like 40% of the screen. Yeah. Usually the dead center where the ball is being hit. It's like, I don't, we can't see past you. You're a gigantic bomb king. Like, I can't wow, see that behind you. Wow. It's strange that they didn't address it, that. <laughs> the ball, 
after the ball gets a certain distance, the camera angle will change and you'll see where the ball's going. Sure. But it's the initial hit of the ball when it's just that like you staying. won't even be able to see. You, you really can't see it. And it's especially apparent during putting. Of like, oh, oh, yeah. Let's see if King Babam can like sink this putt. It's like, I don't I don't know because the camera stayed stationary behind him because the ball didn't move that much. So like hmm. the camera stayed still and we don't know what happened. And I heard it hit the cup. So I guess it went in. So that's kind of a weird like, I feel like you should have thought of this one. Like, just a different yeah. angle for the viewer. Because it's the other players who aren't playing currently. So they don't they don't need to be right behind them. Like, you can just have a different angle if you're, like, a spectator of that character. Exactly, yeah. So, like, it's kind of a weird oversight. That's funny. Because, yeah, I mentioned that I started up Kingdom Hearts 3. I was just, like, poking around in the options. And one of the options was, like, auto-adjust camera or have Ooh. it to manual. And I was like, I definitely want that on manual. It was yeah. defaulted <laughs> to, like, the auto. I'm like, the oh, auto. God, that's Bad. so... It is. So that's just what made me think of that. But, yeah, that's, I, I want to get my hands on this game. It looks so good. I mean, I'm sure you'll love it, but it's, you know, you like Mario characters. You like golf. It's There's very little for you not to like. Win-win, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting seeing... It's interesting seeing what extra characters they put because they put in the standard like eight Mario characters of every Mario sports game or Mario you know card or Mario Party. Like there's usually the staple like Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Peach, Wario, Donkey Kong, you know, etc. Uh, but it's always fun seeing who the stragglers are of like Boo and Petey Piranha and King Babam and Charging Chuck's a new one for all of these. I think this is the first yeah. game he's been a playable character. Uh, Spike was in Mario Tennis, so everyone was very excited about like that. Uh, Chain Chomp. So it's always funny to see which character, what like enemies are pulling out and letting you play as now. Definitely, and I'm curious if there'll be like future updates or DLC. Apparently, there's in-game purchases and stuff, so I'm like not trying to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's it seems like people's main complaint with this is kind of light on the content uh, because you start you have to unlock different maps to play, uh, and then as you play as a character a certain amount of times, you get bonus points if you win, and you get points just for playing them. Uh, but after a certain point, you unlock different, like, clubs with characters. Okay. Which is cool, but some of the clubs add, like, range. And so when you when you hit a golf ball, you can kind of add a trajectory to it while you're swinging. And with these upgraded clubs, at least I saw with Waluigi, there's two segments where you can change the direction. So when you hit the ball, you can, like, lean it to the left, and then in midair, it'll start shifting to the right if you want to. Or you can, you know, midair shift the direction somewhere else. So it's these clubs that are objectively better than the starting clubs. Right. So it's kind of like if you if you played enough with the character, you can kind of unlock improved gear that'll make you better at the game, which is going to kind of suck if like you're the one who owns the game and then you get to play with some friends and your wife who've 100%. played and it once or twice and you have all the good gear and you're like objectively better. Realistically, I think that's how it was in everybody's golf, though, as well. It's like in golf games, like you gotta have some kind of incentive yeah. of like you're leveling up something, and it's yeah. the clubs rewarding typically. the players for playing so much. Right. So it's like, uh, but I guess at that point, it's like you can still choose the default clubs. Oh yeah, so you can. It's still yeah. an option. But yeah, good point. It is like a kind of agreement. Like, hey, we know you have a hundred hours in this game. Can you not use the like boosted clubs and balls and all that stuff? Uh, playing against us, so no, I'm trying to show off in front of my yeah, friends. Yeah, if you want to be a dick, like, exactly. <laughs> if you have enough hours in that game to unlock that gear, you should be better than someone who's playing your yeah, right? first time anyway. Like you should need point. the improved stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I have heard people complain like it's kind of light on content, like map wise and like uh, certain things here and there, like maybe modes. But I mean, it's golf. Like, what did you really expect? It's you know, sure, it's golf. You're playing golf, so. Uh, I did notice there's some maps, you know, regular golf courses, you got a lot of land and the holes are like pretty far apart because you got to have a lot of distance and stuff. This, at least a lot of the courses I've seen, they're all kind of layered on top of each other or like right next to each other. So you can actually hit your golf ball onto another golf course. Yeah. And it's still good to play, even though it's a different hole entirely. Right. So there's a difference between being out of bounds and being on the fairway on a whole different course. So I've seen people cheated and go around to a different course because it's it's easier than going the way they force you to so there's no like incentive to stay on the hole you're on you can like well that's cool i like finding little shortcuts and stuff like that yeah it's kind of weird like it's I, I haven't seen any that are like noticeably shortcut of like oh i got a hole in one by you know going to like i'm on hole seven and i jumped to hole 18 right and I jump back to hole seven and i get a hole in one it's like nothing that extreme 
But, like, if it's, like, an L shape with a hard turn in the middle of it and, like, a tree there to, like, block it to be challenging, you can just go to the previous hole and, like, avoid <laughs> the tree entirely. It's, like, it's not hard. I, I feel like they should have thought that, too. <laughs> like, like making the out-of-bounds being, like, just on this course rather than free-for-all. But, I don't know, maybe that's the fun of it. Maybe there's a more structured mode where it does that. I almost want to just go sink my ball in the wrong hole and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I never saw anyone do that, but you probably could. Yeah, it'd probably I, be mad at you. It'd probably it'd, be like, it'd probably what are you be out doing? of bounds. Yeah, it'd yeah. Probably <laughs> destroy penalty for that. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's you know it's Mario Golf. It's pretty much what everyone expected to be. So if you yeah. like golf, you'll probably like this. If you don't like yeah. golf, you probably won't. So hopefully, I'll be playing it soon, listener. But um, let's see what's going on in the news before we wrap this episode up. Uh, there's some cool shit for like TV shows. I guess I'll start. Uh. This one, I've mentioned this guy on the podcast before because he's got a cool, like, webcomic and now, like, it's been printed in books and stuff. But Nathan Pyle does a thing called Stranger Planet, and uh, he's teaming up with Dan Harmon for a Strange Planet series at Apple. So, apparently, Apple has another uh, animation. I I can't come up with the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, this is going to be their second attempt at that, a TV show that's completely animated. And, yeah, it's going to be these really strange vocabulary aliens that we've all become familiar with online i'm sure you've seen a meme of these guys uh it's it's very funny i'm skeptical of this for a number of reasons sure because it very much feels like hey this is popular let's turn it into a tv show it's like this yeah, wasn't 100 tv like this is like the geico caveman tv show it's like why the fuck did you think this would be a good idea just because it was popular no right no story I'd- here for instance, so. I don't necessarily need like a Calvin and Hobbes TV show like yeah, that exactly. exists in that medium and is perfect for it. Uh, so I feel like this guy some just like really struck gold with what he was going for. Like there is definite like he's just I don't know it's, on top it's of the short, world right now. Bite sized comics like that's yep. what they're supposed to be. It's like and as that they're great. As a but now a half hour value or yeah a, yeah. You know, how many times can you get just a weird alien being like, ah, human things for 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> that's going to run dry real fucking quick. That's a very good point, Brent. So, uh, I didn't even think of it that way. I'm hoping that their creativity uh, proves us wrong, but that's a very valid fear. It's, you know, it, if you have a simple punchline, like if there's one joke in a, in a little co- a three-panel comic strip, that's fine. That's what three-panel comic strips are supposed to be. They're one joke. If you have one joke stretched over the course of a 10 episodes 30 minute season that's bad yeah like and you know no offense to that guy um you know what he's doing is great he's he's making bank off his little alien creatures good for him uh dan Harmon though kind of a not even kind of he's a known asshole and it's not even like he went on Harmon Quest. He got kicked off Community. He went off and did his own thing. And there was a special on Netflix, and everyone watched it, where he was a self-proclaimed asshole. Much like Rick and Rick and Morty, just because he's an asshole and acknowledges it doesn't mean he's doing any better tonight. Try and not be an asshole. So he still caused a lot of problems where he wherever he goes, and he's a very difficult person to work with in many regards. And I know he's got at least strong conflicting opinions with this other guy that uh, they file so it's <laughs> like i don't know if they actually have to work together but i can't assume it'll go over well right and i know dan Harmon's doing an nft show or a show in the nft blockchain for fox oh, Jesus which can Christ. go fuck themselves a thousand ways to sunday for so that's I, real i feel oh, like no. i can safely say dan Harmon has sold out and not in the way of like oh he's trying to make more money off of his art he's sold out like no, fucking Nathan Bio, you're making money. Go for it. Go for it, man. Dan Harmon is like actively vocally spoken out against a lot of things that he is now working for or with. And it's like, that's what selling out is. It's going against the idea that you've spoken about. And oh, yeah. He's that's, a known asshole. So it's who like, did that recently? It was uh, Steven Spielberg had like this whole thing where he was like, Oh, uh, I'm not. It was like it felt very like anti Netflix, where he was like, everyone needs oh, yeah. to see movies in the theater, in the theater. and ex- experience this, True blah blah art. blah. And then like just the other day, it's like he just signed a deal with Netflix, where all of his next movies are going to be Netflix exclusive, and it's Coming like to Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah, what were you saying about theaters again, Spielberg? Yeah. So like, I, I no, it's like uh, do as I say, not as I do. That's very common. That's in selling the, uh, out Hollywood. Yeah. That makes sense. Literally everyone has a price and I'm not going to act like I don't. If someone's like, hey, I'll give you five 
billion dollars to be an outspoken advocate for, I don't know, NFTs. I already talked yep. about If someone's like, I'll give you $5 billion to talk about NFTs. Hell yeah, I'll do that. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But like, yeah, there is like a, you know, a th- especially Hollywood, it's all fake and shallow. Everyone knows this. But it's just like, beyond that, <laughs> like we said, Dan Armour's a new known to be very difficult to work with so i don't have high and like i said the premise of the show is very loose to begin with it really much it very much seems like high level executives at a cable company saying this is popular we need popular stuff to keep us relevant get get the things off facebook get the minions get the minion memes oh wait they're already taken get the second best memes wine moms are sharing on facebook it's those little aliens got it get them yep i like good for this guy for you know trying to cash in on it. I don't totally have high hopes. For I this. appreciate the webcomic and I hope it is better than what we're, we just discussed. But it makes sense to have uh, those doubts. But yeah. hell, listener, if you uh, Venmo me ten bucks, this podcast is yours. I'll give you the <laughs> login information. The podcast. Uh, <laughs> the price is so low. <laughs> we want this burden out of our lives. Exactly. Please take. No. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciated that. Um, but no, what else is going on? There's there's another TV show we're uh, yeah, excited we st- about. We can stick in the TV news. Uh, less TV show, but like s- still Hollywood oriented. Uh, Transformers. There's apparently going to be 20 million of these movies for some fucking reason, and they just keep getting worse. The good news is they're looking at Beast Wars now. The bad news is they're looking at Beast Wars now. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> I grew up with Beast Wars. That's what I knew before the original Transformers. So that's what yeah. my favorite is. I love Rhinox. I love Rattrap. I love uh, Waspinator. There's a Sum 41 video, music video, with all the scenes of Dinobot. And I fucking love it and show it to everyone I know because it's so God heartfelt it. and genuine. But it's some 41 playing over Transformers Beast Wars and it's the funniest fucking thing to me on the planet. Uh- <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I'm not even going to lie. It's the song Pieces by Sum 41, like the emotional one where it's like, it's so good because it's so genuine. And you know some middle schooler poured his heart into it and it's terrible. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at some of these beasts. Black so arachnia? Much. Oh my yeah. god. Um, so uh I love Beast Wars. It's great. It is bad early like late nineties, early two thousand CGI. Like it's not it doesn't this age was well. just meant to sell toys and oh, Cheetor. Who the Cheetor? fuck is that? What do you mean who the fuck? Cheetor's great. He's the snappy little sidekick. He's like the wisecrack. No, he's not really wisecracking, that was rat trap. But he was he was like the second in command who looked up the Optimus Prime. Um, no, Transformers was always 100% just to sell toys. That's what most of the 80s and 90s animation was, period. Hell, even For now. sure. Beast Wars was just a variant of like, hey, what if they weren't cars anymore and said they're animals? And I ate that shit up immediately. I love that. So, um, Transformers, Beast Wars, turning them into movies. Theoretically, I love that. If they looked like they, if the, rather, hold on. If they didn't look like the old CGI, because the old CGI didn't age well at all. It's garbage. Um, but if they still have the same designs, because I thought the designs were cool, but they were old CGI, so they're kind of blocky and kind of simple in some regards, even though they're transforming robots. If they're going the way of the Transformers movies have been up to this point, where it just looks like two junkyard piles fucking each other as a Transformer. I don't want that. <laughs> that looks messy and gross and overcomplicated and way too much effort when you could streamline it and make it more stylized and look at a thousand times better. So, right. like, there's animated Transformers from, like, 2000, I want to see, like, 14 or so, where, like, Optimus Prime is really angular and, like, very triangle-shaped. That looks great because they had a certain artistic style they wanted for it, and it was drawn, and it wasn't, like, CGI. You can yeah. do CGI. There's, like, the Ninja Turtle CGI that was happened a few years back that looked great, too, but they had a specific artistic style in mind for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If they're just copying the Michael Bay Transformers from, like, over a decade ago now, good God, and they're just making animals, it's going to look disgusting. It's going to yeah. look like a body horror. Like, I'm picturing uh, Power Rangers, the movie, uh, those those bots at the end. Oh, with the, the, the ooze. Yeah, the yeah, Zorbs, yeah. but they were all like ants and wasps and shit. I don't know. Oh, remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ivan Ooze one. Yes, God. exactly. God, that. Hey, that movie's a classic. It's just a thousand percent camp and cheese but you know, yeah it's, hey, it's come fun. up on this podcast more than i care to admit but we it's are 
dumb 90s kids, which means yeah. we do not talk about anything besides 90s content, and I am yep. 100% guilty of that. Hopefully that's why people listen. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> They did have Grimjaw, I think it was the T-Rex, in the last Transformers movie, or the Transformers, the one where Optimus Prime becomes the knight of the round table or some bullshit. I stopped what? watching it, but it gets real yeah. weird. I stopped watching But they did have Grimjaw in that one, who's a T-Rex. And it was Optimus Prime riding a T-Rex, but it was a T-Rex looking like all the other Transformers, where it's just really visually busy and hard to look at. So I'm hoping it's not that. I'm hoping they're going with a specific style. But it's Transformers, and it's Hollywood, so I'm not going to hold my breath. Fair enough. Uh, what else, media-wise, or show-wise? Um, there is going to be a Supernatural prequel. I don't give a shit about Supernatural, but it went on for 17 years and it finally ended. And now they're saying, hey, what if we did more of it? So I just wow. honestly can't fathom whose idea thought it'd be a good idea to do that. But here we go. There's more of it for some fucking reason. Okay. Uh, unrelated to gaming news or gaming entirely, but it is sort of relevant what we're talking about now with TV shows. Uh, Netflix has a new dating show called Sexy Beast, where people are in full prosthetic makeup and costumes as weird animals and then date each other as a blind date it's Jesus fucking Christ. real weird and it gross looking very weird 100 percent on board i am too though <laughs> i watched the trailer for this, this uh, going into TV it as being like want. this is the weirdest shit i've ever seen and i'm thinking i'm not gonna like it one bit and then the trailer sold me because it's all about oh you're trying to fall in love with the other person's personality and yeah, then i guess doesn't matter what they look like you'll be revealed eventually with at uh, the end of the day yeah. exactly and the, the thinking about it you're you're going on a television show like the odds are the person under the mask is pretty hot so like yeah. it's, it's it's a win-win for everybody there's but no, no hunchback in notre dame going in there like dressed like a panda but it's quite interesting seeing people like in the flirtatious stage or like trying to like just get to know one another. And they're like, uh, usually I don't know if small talk is like, oh, let me compliment the, their, their hair or something. And this lady's like got like a fin on her head, like she's a shark or something. And the guy's like, nice fin. I'm like, God damn it's it. So like we've seen The Bachelor and all those horrid reality show dating shows a thousand times over. I don't care anymore. Yeah, this is this something though? fresh. This yeah. is interesting. This is They'd, weird. I swear someone in like the writer's room of whoever made this was just on acid and they were watching on one screen uh, the masked uh, singer and then on the other screen the bachelor. They're like, oh, we'll, well they do did, them both at the once. <laughs> they did the sci-fi uh, reality show, like the modeling show Face Off, where it was just uh, makeup artists and prosthetic artists like this making costumes. And it was essentially America's Next Top Model, but for like science fiction like a monster movie okay yeah so they've done that i watched that a few episodes that's you know it's trashy reality tv show where it's all manipulated and nothing's actually true what you're seeing it's all you know it's all curated and stuff so you know don't actually buy into any of it but it was neat watching people make these costumes and then showing them off in their finish like yeah that's pretty cool yeah, um, the problem I see with sexy beasts though is it's gonna awaken <laughs> some weird shit and some hey, weird people because it's Doug, already it's just like a furry Doug, uh, gateway drug. We're no, we're way past that, Doug. I know Have we you are. Been I'm on saying, the internet? but no, I know, but that's because I'm just saying this is make bringing this to all households by no, 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 Netflix. No. That was Disney. Disney did that. You that's try, true. you try and watch any early Disney movie or any you know '90s Disney movie with anthropomorphized characters yeah the robin hood fox is pretty sexy there's no denying that i love everyone like universally picks robin hood fox like it's universal appeal it is that's i mean it's just like common knowledge it's it's just funny that that's the one everyone picks up like that guy was fucking hot (laughs) he is it was disney pixar like that awakened a lot of furries it's not this show is not awakening anyone but that's that's something i want to point it out this isn't just furries, like, they're in, like, mascot costumes or, like, actual fursuits, like a furry would wear. These are prosthetic, make like, latex makeup that right. like, are in, like, cheap, C-grade sci-fi channel movies. Like, the makeup looks good, but they are weird half-dolphin, half-human, or half-dolphin, half-praying mantis. Like, it doesn't, it looks creepy, and I, that's what makes me interested. Yeah, for sure. It's funny seeing like a dolphin make out with a fox or something, but uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting show. Yes, yeah, sexy beasts. I don't imagine Glad- any of these couples actually staying together, but this is cheap. Like this is weird reality show content that, like, hey, 
It's trash. We all know it's trash, but it's entertaining trash. Yep. We're signing up for it. Sounds like a good so, idea. Hold on. Speaking of which, I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I think I told it to you. Uh, akin to weird anthropomorphized people in like prosthetic makeup, there's the movies Warriors of Virtue, also 90s trash that I won't stop talking about. Yep. Where he gets teleported to a magical place, he finds uh, warriors of different elements. The ki- they're, it's essentially Power Rangers in a different world. It's Power Rangers and never-ending story mashed together. This ca- came up before, too. God Absolutely. damn it. Caveat is, the Power Rangers, the magical warriors, are kangaroo warriors for yes. some fucking reason. It makes no sense. I recently, it's wonderful. I recently learned out two things about this. A, there was a sequel, but they took out the kangaroo warriors, so why bother watching it? Yeah, wait, what? That was the whole selling point of the movie. Why bother watching it if that's not in it? Two, the other caveat, there was some guy who reviewed it for his, like, a movie reviewed or reviewed for his local paper. He got so uncomfortable from watching this movie, Warriors of Virtue, he actually threw up. He actually vomited from watching the movie because it was so deeply unsettling to him. And that makes me love it. A thousand yeah, I was times. Gonna say, I love it. Extraordinarily so funny. It's so a movie good. made somebody throw up just because they were that uncomfortable. By because it. it's not like gore. It's not like no. Threat. It's just the makeup is so ugly. <laughs> that is something up. else. Yeah. Anyway, th- that's not a show topic. It's just something I wanted to bring up because I love well, it so much. I'll bring it back to video games with my last thing for tonight. Um, there's a game called Ollie Ollie World coming out. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's out quite yet, but God, this art and everything, I'm sold. Uh, we need more skateboarding games. Ollie Ollie World is a bold new skateboarding action platformer. Sign me up. Flip and flow through Radlandia. Amazing. Uh, meet colorful characters as you discover the mystical skate gods on your quest for Narvana. Oh, I get it. Instead of Nirvana, it's gnar like gnarly. That's cool. (laughs) But yeah, this artwork, incredible. Uh, I just go, uh, look into this game. Ollie, Ollie World. It looks super cool. I get like rocket, uh, power vibes for some reason. I don't know. I'm just super into this. It's kind of like, kind of got a similar, like, adventure time aesthetic to, but like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you're interested and, you know, you want to check it out, but the game's not out yet, it's a sequel to the game Ollie, Ollie. So, which is another, you know, skateboarding game. So cool. Got plenty. Uh, got something to check out if that piqued your interest, and you want to see what it could potentially be. Definitely. Uh, what else is going on? You know what? Fuck it. I'm being unabashed and raw this episode with who I am and the garbage that I like. Um, back to '90s related stuff because, like I said, I'm a '90s kid. That's literally all we ever talk about. Yeah. Um, turns out Sonic and I are the same age because it was Sonic's 30th anniversary recently. Uh, and because of that, they had a giant orchestra symphony playing all, like, not all of it. There's a lot of games, but a lot of music from those different Sonic games over the last 30 years. Oh, so nice. If you're interested and you want to hear orchestral versions of different Sonic tunes and you want to see uh, Crush 40 actually playing uh, Escape from the City live from the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack, uh, you can watch the Sonic 30th Anniversary Symphony, which is up on YouTube. And my timeline on Twitter fucking exploded when this going literally everyone i follow was talking about this because it's like we we goof on sonic like all of us still love sonic there's still part of us who love sonic no matter how bad the games get and crush 40 playing the butt rock songs that they play best for sonic adventure 2 they're jams they're still good as hell like you get pumped as hell listening to escape from the city it's so oh, good yeah so. Did they play Chemical Plant Zone or like the sound of when you're drowning? <laughs> I didn't yeah. watch all of it because it's like it's like three hours or something. Oh, sure. I wouldn't be surprised. It seems like they were picking like the most memorable from like the big games and stuff. Because yeah, hell, just one soundtrack from like Sonic 06 could be three hours. So they were just going around picking the best and like most memorable ones. But it ended with like Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and like Shadow, like the Hedgehog, like songs from that, which. Like, Shadow Hedgehog, the game is awful. Music is prime butt rock, and I love it. Because <laughs> it just borders on ska, and, like... What? Uh, it's, like, like pop-punk rock. Like, I don't care. It's fun. Yeah, that sounds fun, yeah. <laughs> I, I won't defend it to the death, but I will enjoy it unironically. Uh, and Sonic's in Minecraft now. There's, like, an up- update saying, like... I don't know if you can just get Sonic models in Minecraft, or you can play Sonic levels in Minecraft. I don't know anything about I'm not Me neither. Like I do. That's for Basta. That's for Basta. But if you like Minecraft or you have a child who's ever existed after the year 2005, they played Minecraft and Sonic's in it now. Um, cool. Get a blocky Sonic and go fast. Go. Kind of go moderate pace. Uh, and the last thing, 
once again, to, well, this is the 90s. This is 2001, I think, actually. This is mostly for you and me, Doug. Uh-oh. Final Fantasy IX's getting an anime. Oh, that's right. And I did see this. It's, I guess, more oriented for children. But regardless, I think you and I will still enjoy it. I, I, 95% of content I consume is animated. So, like, I'm watching a lot of stuff that could arguably be for children. But it's... Right. But, but I was just hoping it would be more of an, It's like, PG. Like, yeah, it's yeah. going to be PG. It's not going to be a hard R. You're not going to see Zidane pop out and go, fuck! I, that's uh, what exactly... You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I wanted to see Zidane just be like, fuck. God damn it! Uh, yeah. No. Um, but even the game itself is probably... I think it's T for Teen. Um, Content-wise, it doesn't deal with, like, issues. You're not seeing any... You're not seeing Armament Red shooting up heroin in a back alley. Like, you don't see anything <laughs> hard. No, it's Dagger's like, you fucked with the wrong God bitch. damn piece of... Uh, <laughs> you don't see Dagger carving out someone's eyes and, like, eating the eyeball. Like, it's not hard on... The only thing in Final Fantasy is maybe language. I think there's, like, someone calls someone a bastard here and there, but, like, that's it. So even language-wise, it. it's not bad. Yep. Um, the, like, mature content in this game is purely the story and the themes because the entire theme of the game is, like, lost identity and, like, genocide. Like, there are multiple cities that are just eradicated off the face of this planet in this game. Yeah, and Vivi's backstory is dark. Vivi's backstory is very upsetting. um, And there's just a lot of war-torn issues. So it's they say it's going to be a PG like rating for the TV show, and it is going to be oriented towards children. I said anime. It's not anime. It's going to be developed by a French studio, who I did I believe did other stuff. I forget now. But it's going to be interesting, because there are some fantastic French animation studios out there. Like, France has their own, like, twist to animation that really makes it cool. Uh, Wakfu, if anyone's seen that on Netflix, is a French series that's basically Avatar Lost Airbender, but French. Uh, okay. Strong recommendation there. That's really fun. Uh, but, like, so I'm very interested to see what they do, because because it's a different country doing it than who made it. It's not being made in Japan. Um, and, yeah, like Avatar the Last Airbender, it can be a show for kids that deals with genocide and, the you know, war issue, like, war. It's it that's got to be handled very carefully though, because you know we've what? seen it be bad a lot. Of if so. it's for kids, it, the main character should be Queen Aquin, and she <laughs> should just be hunting frogs. That's just the whole hunting show. Hunting frogs, uh, non-binary icon Queen Aquin. Uh, Hell yeah! Like there's like I could easily see this like why they want to make this for kids because the main cast is like you know I think Zidane is like fifteen or sixteen. Most of the cast is younger than him. Except for Freya, Steiner, and Armin and Red. And, like, the rest of the party is younger than Zidane. So, like, it definitely fe- it's definitely got the vibe of, like, an Avatar Last Airbender, like, kids or teen, young teens saving the world feel to it. Yeah. But it, like, having re- replayed it, like, three or four times and watched, like, multiple playthroughs of people streaming it, like, three or four times on its own. They're, like, every time I see it, I'm like, and it, it's someone new watching it or someone new playing it, they're going, like, God, this is a depressing game. It's like, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's horrifically depressing, but it's so good. And I, I've i only played a handful of Final Fantasy games. I've put on record that 9 is my favorite. But like having played 7, having watched a lot of playthroughs, I've played a bit of 10, I've played like 12 and stuff and seen the other ones. I still think 9 is the best. I still yeah, think it too. just blows out of the water. Like, even as a PS1 day, uh, game, some of that shit still holds up. Like the animated oh scenes. The animated scenes knock my socks off even to this day, black, especially knowing how old of a game it is. Yeah, the bl- black waltz number one chasing them through the tunnel, like on the airship. That's still fucking like butt clenchingly exciting. Like, you're, dude, like, it was mind blowing too as a kid too. Oh man, it, like it's still good. So I, I am ecstatic to hear that they're giving this more attention and that's being yeah. animated, and I cannot wait. I'm I glad we're ending on a show go. topic that means this much to both of us because yeah, we so always. Excited. Me, Sing the praises of nine. Give me a filler episode of just Zidane and, Z- and Vivi playing Tetra Master. Like, that's the whole episode. Them getting cards and, like, hunting down the rare card and, like, the different cities. That'd be great. I would fucking... I'd lose my mind for that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely need some Tetra Master references in there. <laughs> Or they could go the fo- the hard R route, and uh, I don't know, Zayn <laughs> and Dagger could be boning down with some Let penetration. Let say, no. F- no, they are no, I know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to draw the line. There, there we go. Well, Let we can say end fuck. this episode. Uh, yeah, no, I would love that. Give him one. Uh, 
But that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Bren, you have another podcast. Where can our listeners listen to that? You can find me on Are We There Yet? Which is the other podcast I do. It's mostly... Talked about anime, good amount. We watch anime there. Turns out I'm a weeb. Uh, so we watch three episodes of an anime or a movie, give a recap of it with our opinions. It's a good way to get a quick sampler pack of an anime to see if you'd be interested in it or to see like, hey, I hear this show's pretty good. Would it hook me in the first three episodes? Most of the time, no. But there's plenty of anime out there that's like 13 episodes. So like, you know, it's actually compact and well done versus like, I don't know. Let's say One Piece. That's a One Piece episodes. comes to mind. Yeah. Um, so, or if you just want to hear people reacting to shows like One Piece with no context and being thrown into an episode 437, like I did to my friends, you can listen to that and be like, <laughs> why did he do this? Why did he force his friends to watch this and expect them to like it? I, go, I don't know. Because I, I podcasting, don't know. you know. Content. I knew they would hate it. That's why I make them watch it. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, listener, definitely go check that out. Also, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're follow- findable at all the places at ABT Silence, specifically twitch.tv slash ABT Silence is where I'm streaming lots of Fall Guys, Harry Potter trading card games sometimes, and hopefully some Mario Golf in the future. Um, and then also I have a record label. It's missedoutrecords.com if you want to see what tapes and uh, vinyl are available for sale over there. Got some new records in. And uh, the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to kindaallright.bandcamp.com for more music from them. But that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you guys next time. Watch Warriors of Virtue. It's garbage. God damn it.